Thanks for checking out the Awaken Church podcast. Awaken Church messages are brought to you by our generous givers and partners. You can learn more about the vision or give financially to support the work God is doing here at Awaken by visiting our website, awakenchurch.cc. If you can't make one of our weekly worship services, you can always watch online by going to our website and clicking on the Watch tab. And now, wherever you're joining us from, thanks for listening, and we hope this message encourages you. Well, good morning, church. I'm excited uh, to be opening God's Word and delivering it this morning. I know me and my wife, Carly, and I were talking last uh, yesterday. We took a walk uh, just to think about all that God's done, and even in our own life. I'm so thankful to be part of a church uh, that even our family can benefit from. We were talking about stories of ways that God has just shown up in a mighty way. And also, we get to be a part of a church that I look out this morning, I get to see friends, I get to see family members. And so what we love is we not only get to serve on staff at this church, but we get to be a part of this church. And so I want to thank you to that uh, today. And also, if you're joining for the first time, like we said, you're a VIP, you're an important person to us, we want you to become part of the family. You know, we might be a little loud. Uh, we might be a little crazy. We like to have high energy. Uh, we might not have it all together, but one thing we love to do is celebrate Jesus. And that's what we're here to do today is to celebrate Jesus. And while I'm on it, one of the things I get to do, one of the roles I get to serve at with finance and operations is really just to help our staff with the day-to-day to free them up to pastor and to lead people. And uh, I just want you to know We have an incredible staff team here at Awaken Church. We say disciples are made in the context of relationships, about being intentional, being relational. And our team is incredibly gifted, um, and they care. They care a lot. They want to see Jesus uh, do amazing things through them, but then also through you. And so I'd be uh, uh, amiss if I didn't have time today, if you could help me just thank our amazing staff team this morning. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for what you do. Uh, Y'all set me up so well uh, to help lead this church. So let's get after it this morning. Like we said, we're in our uh, series called Test Positive, question mark, where we're looking at recovering our joy, positivity, and perspective in this life. So we can not only be a benefit to ourselves, but be a benefit to others. And in week one, we had Tevin Sims, our Charleston campus pastor up here, uh, preaching about here we go again, talking about optimism. What the Bible has to say about optimism. And one thing I love about Tevin and I admire so much is if you don't know, he probably has half of the Bible memorized. So he was up here just reciting scripture. And then also what is not fair, he has rhythm too. So not only could he recite the the scriptures, he was up here two-stepping while he did it. So uh, he led the way, started us off strong. Uh, Week two, we got to hear from the new guy, Robbie Denson. He is our lead pastor of ministries. Uh, What he talked about It's just two things that he loves about the local church. One, that we should be, no matter how people come in, they get to experience Jesus where they're at. And what I love about that, that goes in line with our vision that so people far from God will be awakened to life in Christ. And not only that, he said too, you know, once they encounter Jesus, that's not not the end. Uh, We want to create pathways. We want to create processes that can disciple people to show that God can do amazing things in and through you, not just me, not just who's on our, uh, the stage this morning, not just our staff. God wants to do amazing things through you. And uh, one thing he talked about was moving forward. He, he made the analogy that he was the car behind you, that you need to look up, see that the light is green, 
And I don't know if you heard it. He gave a little, he said, I'm going to give you a little toot toot. Um, I love that analogy. Uh, but I hope this morning um, you learn a little bit more about me, my family, uh, but also you just feel encouraged, equipped, um, and just challenged by God's word. And so um, learning a little bit more about me, I'm more of a hothead than Robbie is. Um, I have road rage. Uh, so I'm going to come in a little faster this morning. Um, and speaking of which, the Olympics are here. Is anyone else excited about the Olympics? A little, couple people. Uh, to bring the mood down just a little bit, I just saw that Team USA lost to France in basketball, so that is not a good start. And don't check that score right now. I know I ruined it, but hey, I just had uh, to start that way. But anyways, about the Olympics, I know it's, it's defeating. Um, um, about the Olympics, what I love, I actually love the 100 meters. Why? Because I just want to know who the fastest person on the planet is. I love the Olympics too. You just get to carry the crown for four years. So it's like, even, whether you're going to go to the Olympics again or not, you're still the fastest person until someone takes that from you. And when watching the 100 meters, it's always about how quick, how quick you can get off the block, how quick you can start. And so again, like I said, I'm a little more hot. I come in quick. So we're going to get started quickly this morning. So if you're taking notes or if you're like, hey, I only have one note to take, this is the note. Giving will do more to adjust your heart than any other action I know we can be involved in. Again, giving will do more to adjust your heart than any other action you can be involved in. Do you test positive this morning in generosity? And I know when I say that, when we talk about being generous, everyone's first thought goes to money. And why shouldn't it? You know, when you came in this morning, y'all are a bunch of great looking people, um, but the clothes you buy, the Starbucks that you had, the, or the Dunkin' that you had this morning, or the car you drove, it all costs money. But I'm going to propose to you that it's not just giving that we're talking about. We're talking about generosity, because generosity has more to do with your heart, more about faith, not fear, than anything else. And so, I know I came out of the gate strong. I told you I would. I'm going to bring the mood back up a little bit. Everyone close their eyes. We got to get jolly in this place again. Think about Christmas time. So we're in Christmas time now. Think about colored lights on your house. We have white lights on our house. So you know who won that argument. But think about colored lights on your house. Think about the best Christmas present that you've been given. Think about the best Christmas present that you've been given. All right, now turn to your neighbor, share him that Christmas present. Tell him what's the best Christmas present you've been given. All right, here we go. Close your eyes again. Close your eyes again. We're going to make it even better. It's going to be snowing on Christmas this year. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I just want it, uh, but it's a white Christmas this year. So as you close your eyes, it's Christmas time again. It's snowing. What is the best Christmas present that you've given? What is the best Christmas present that you've given? Once you thought about it, turn to your neighbor that you didn't like the first time and actually tell them your second best choice, the best Christmas present that you've ever given. All right, go ahead and do that now. Best Christmas present that you've ever given.
All right, here we go. Here we go. Acts 20, 35 says this. Jesus said, it's more blessed to what? To give than receive. We're gonna be talking about giving today, but I believe generosity should be the goal. And what I love about God is he doesn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't done first. And when we look at the Bible, when we look at the Bible, um, go back to English 101, what's the subject of the Bible? The subject of the Bible is God and Jesus and his perfect plan through all scripture. And so now we have the subject, what's the verb? What's the action word? Um, And I believe most people will right off the gate would say love. And I would submit to you this morning, if we have to use our graphic for example, the nice Scantron, love is answer B. We all know when it comes to Scantrons, the answer is always C. So with that being said, I believe it's gave. I believe it's gave. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave his only son. So that for whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so addressing some people in the room today, this might be your first time ever in church. Might be your first time ever in church, welcome. Uh, You might haven't been in church in a really long time. Um, And you're like, man, I knew they were gonna talk about giving today. Uh, I just knew it. I want you to know we're here to celebrate the greatest giver the world has ever seen. And so your first step today might be just giving your life to Jesus. Again, scripture says you are loved. Jesus loves you. He knows your name. Luke 23 says, Jesus says the very hairs of your head are all numbered. He knows you. He wants a relationship with you. And he not only loves you, what did he do? He did something about it. He gave his only son to come live a perfect life that we couldn't live, to die a death for your sins, my sins, for all our guilt and shame. And he defeated death and he rose the third day so that we could have eternal life with him. And so before you give anything else today or even think about it, your first step is just giving your life to Jesus. He'll change everything for you. And addressing some of the Christians in the room today, if you're a Christian today, you've already done something. You've already given your life to Jesus. And I believe what we're gonna talk about is you become more and more like Jesus when you give. See, I grew up in the Presby world. We use this word called sanctification, to be sanctified. I love taking the big word and just using the root word and acting like that defined the uh, actual uh, definition. But to be sanctified is to be freed from sin, to be purified, to become more and more like Jesus. And so that's why we're gonna talk about generosity today and what that looks like, because I believe we become more and more like Jesus um, and we can take more steps of faith to become more and more like him. So do you mind standing me as we read God's word this morning? So if you could stand, um, I told you I was off to a quick start. We're already 10 minutes in. So here we go. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 12 says this, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. I wanna be people of God. I wanna be a church that plants generously and then also gets a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. So this morning, this isn't me coming at you. This isn't me trying to hit you up beside the head. We don't want you to give in a response to pressure. That's not the goal this morning. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I think that's important because, again, we're testing positive I know when it comes to finances, I can just turn to be so negative so quick. You know, I need more. I need this. 
I'm going to protect mine. I'm going to get mine. It's all about self-preservation. And what I love, the scripture says, we'll even have more that is left over. Verse 9 goes on to say, as scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce, produce what? A great harvest of generosity in you. I want to ask this morning, has God produced a great harvest of generosity in you? Do you test positive for generosity? Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those in need, they will thank God. And this part's so cool, verse 12, to wrap it up. So two things will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Y'all can go ahead and take a seat. But I love that through the ministry of giving. Two things will happen. Two things will happen. One, needs will be met. Needs will be met. And then two, when needs are met, they will give thanksgiving to God. Y'all pray with me this morning. Dear God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity just to come before you uh, to celebrate all that you've done in our lives, all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. God, I just pray uh, this morning that we can just have open eyes, open hearts to hear from you, to feel encouraged, to feel equipped, to feel challenged when it comes to this avenue of generosity, Lord. So I pray uh, that someone walks out of here today changed, that someone's life is changed for you, Jesus, and that's only through the power of of your son. So we love you so much, Lord. We thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that you chose us. And all God's people said, amen. So the first thing I want to do, come out and say, hey, if you're not giving this morning, or if you're not tithing, you're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. That's what, that's what the devil, that's what Satan would want to tell you this morning. And then also, if you're giving or you're tithing, you're not better than someone else. Again, I believe when we come and we accept the decision uh, for Jesus in our heart, we strive to become more and more like Jesus. So we're all growing. We're all working on areas. I know for me, the avenue for me right now is self-control. Self-control. Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Again, I told you I have road rage. I come out hot. Uh, One of the things that I did uh, this summer was I joined a co-ed soccer league. I joined a co-ed soccer league because one... I don't like running, and I wanted to stay in shape and have a good beach bod, so I just chase the ball around and call that exercise. And then two, I had some friends in college that I just wanted to spend more time with um, and wanted to just meet people in the community. And so you, when I thought, hey, co-ed's probably good because, you know, we got girls and guys, it, you know, it levels the amount of testosterone that's out on the field, like I'll behave myself. Um, and I'll have to admit to you this morning, I've played more games where I've gotten yellow cards than games that I haven't. It, it's really bad. It's honestly really bad. It, it's so bad that my wife, who I love to death, and she knows me better than anyone else, and I'm super thankful for her, when I come home, she doesn't ask me, did you have fun? Or did you win? Or did you score? Um, also, I'm 30 now, or, so it's like, hey, is your hamstring okay? Is your hip flexor you good? You didn't pull anything? We need you tomorrow? Like, none of that. She just looks me straight in the eyes, very soft tone, with a smile. Babe, did you behave? Did you behave? <laughs> and then she also asked, follow that, we, we say we're a team in our marriage. She said, 
did you embarrass us? Did you embarrass us? And I have to look at her half the times and be like, I did, babe. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. So again, what we're talking about, we're all striving to become more and more like Jesus. And what I love, it's not about us this morning. It's not about what you do. It's about what Jesus did. And so that's why we're going to uh, talking about giving and generosity. First, we're going to look about what the Bible says about giving. Then the second thing we're going to do is why does it matter? Why does it matter to you? Why does it matter to me? And then hopefully if I do a good enough job this morning, I'll put a bow on top and say why it should matter to us. You know, I'm a girl dad. These days we have uh, two girls, Emmy and Addie. Me and my wife are just so blessed. Uh, that's uh, another story for another time to just talk about what an amazing feeling it is to now be parents of two. Um, but one thing with a girl dad is I immediately like, I immediately dislike all the other boys. So, you know, any little kid that walks in here that's a boy, I'm like, they need to go somewhere else. Um, and then we also know as a girl dad, when you're laying out the outfit, the bow, the bow is what pulls it all together. So the bow on top. So hopefully if I do a good enough job, I can pull it all together this morning. So what does the Bible have to say about giving? Did you know there's two th- over 2,300 verses in the Bible that talks about giving and how to handle your finances? And so if I just said this morning and I said, hey, we're going to walk through all that, I think you would just nudge whoever the person you came through and said, hey, next time this cat prays, we are out of here. We are out of here. So um, we're not going to do that. We're going to scratch the surface this morning. But one of the core values of our church is, hey, we grow in faith through relationships. So hopefully you hear something today that an area you might need to grow in and you might need to take a friend out to coffee. You might need to email me personally and say, I want to talk through some of this stuff. Um, we, or you might join a group here in the fall. We want you to grow in your faith, grow in what scripture has to say through relationships in this church. That's so key. And so when we look at the Bible, I see, we believe, I see, I see that we see three avenues of giving. We see the tithe, we see the offering, and then we see extravagant offerings. And I believe when we look, uh, tithing is where we start. It's the start, but as soon as we get there, as soon as we continue to build this avenue of generosity, we immediately go to offerings. And offerings, what we say, is going above and beyond the tithe. And then eventually, I I believe the Lord will continue to grow our generosity, to continue to test our faith, and ask us to just, every once in a while, give an extravagant gift. That might be just giving a car uh, to someone you know that needs it. I believe scripture says it, and there's examples all through it. Luke 21, uh, we saw a widow give two mites. Two mites was actually the lowest dollar amount, the lowest coin in the Jewish monetary system. But he goes on to say, she gave more than the rich. She gave more than the rich. So we're not talking about how much money today. We're not talking about your bank account. We're talking about your heart. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 says this, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first of all your increase. And so when we look at the tithe, what is the tithe? The tithe comes uh, from a word in Hebrew, um, means one-tenth. So we didn't make this up. I'm not smart enough to make this up. Uh, it clearly says it in scripture. And then why, why did God ask for the tithe? Why did God say, bring back the first fruits to me? I believe he did it for our good, not necessarily his good. I believe he, he did it to work selfishness and greed out of our hearts and to work faith into it. 
Because I know this is going to sound like a crazy example, uh, but when we talk about giving the first 10%, think about when you did uh, your taxes this year. So whether you did them in April, or now you got the extension to May, or you filed for another extension after May, or you were the smartest people in the room and somehow you got them done early January. I don't know how you did that, but you did it. Um, and so when you did your taxes, you looked at the next year and you said, hey, what, what do I project that I'm going to make? What am I projecting uh, that we're going to make as a family? And you gave the first 10% away. That would sound crazy, right? Because you, you're like, hey, that, what about the next 90? Like, the next 90 better come. I got bills to pay. I got people to feed. My kids are going to look at me and say, why did you give the money away? Like, we need to eat. It would sound crazy, right? But it, it takes that faith piece. It takes that faith piece. And that's what we're talking about today It's faith. So I'm not saying you should do that. There's just an example of like, hey, what does true faith look like? Again, I... I um, uh, I know when scripture says, like, hey, God says, I want you to bring the first lamb. Bring the first lamb before the other nine. It takes faith to give the first. Because I feel like so much times, and I know I've done this before, we take what all is ours, that self-preservation. And then at the end of the day, after everything's paid out or after everything's done, then we can decide, oh, I'll give this to God or I'll give what's left over to God. And that's what we read in Proverbs. He wants our first. He wants our first because it takes faith. And so let me uh, do a little plug here. Let me, do, let me call a timeout. It's like, man, God, this, he did. He did say he's going to come in hot, and he did come in hot uh, this morning. I want you to say, at first, tithing can sound wild. It can just sound, what in the world is he talking about? Uh, I know me and my wife were leading groups um, a couple years ago, and we had uh, one of our favorite couples in the church. I'm kidding. We don't have favorites, uh, but maybe we do. Uh, but the, one of our favorite couples in the church, they were... Uh, they were just new to church, and they just, like, in the middle of group. So, like, I think it was mid-conversation. We were talking about generosity. We were talking about giving. They just, like, they're like, hold on, time out. What is this? What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean tithing to church? To go from 0 to 10%? Like, I can't. What are you talking about? That sounds crazy. Um, and it is. It is um, a crazy concept. And I was reading uh, some money stats as I was preparing this message. Uh, one in five Americans say they struggle uh, with their finances at least monthly. So they have disagreements with their spouse, um, with someone in their household about money. Money can be a tough topic. And since we're talking test positive today, that was a negative thought. I'll give a positive thought here. Um, if you make more than $2 a day, if you make more than $2 a day, you are considered to be top 2% of the wealthiest people in the world. Top 2%. And so as we talk about discipleship, as we talk about being followers of Christ, we want to become more and more like Jesus. We see a word in there, stewardship. Stewardship is someone who manages the wealth and property of others. And so we are just managing what God has already given to us. And so again, this morning, you might come in and be like, wow, that's a lot. That's a really lot to handle. I'm already checked out. I'm checking my phone. I'm checking out Team USA Basketball. Why did they lose? I wanted to let you know that, hey, this morning, we're here to help. We're here to help as a church. If you're overwhelmed with your finances, if you don't know what budgeting looks, looks like, like we have resources for you. We've done Dave Ramsey classes in the past with financial peace, what it talks about, what the Bible has to say about giving, how to manage your household well, um, how to leave a legacy of giving for your kids. Um, we have other resources available. Robbie um, said it last week. We want to be a church that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. 
And if you're not okay with your finances this morning, it's okay, but it takes faith. It takes faith talking to someone and saying, maybe I don't have it figured it all out. Maybe I don't have it figured all out. And it takes that faith that they're not gonna judge you, that they're not gonna laugh at you, they're not gonna condemn you, uh, but it takes a little bit to reach out. And so um, also please hear me say this, when you start to tithe, I believe, uh, tithing is what breaks the curse and rebukes the devourer, which we call Satan. Malachi 3 says this, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear. If we want to be people that we read about that plant generously and get generous crops, we need someone watching over our fields. And Jesus promises to do that. So that's what scripture says. So why does this matter to me? Why does this matter to you? Um, I know for me, uh, I believe, and I see we see in scripture, when we put God first in our finances, our heart follows. Matthew 6, 21 says this, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So many times we just say, hey, I wanna be more and more like Jesus. I wanna run after him. I wanna go fast after him. I wanna know him more. And what I'm proposing you today, and I know I've seen it in my life, as soon as we begin to put Jesus first in our finances, our heart actually follows. Deuteronomy 10, 14 Behold to the Lord your God belong the heaven and the highest heavens, the earth and all that is in it. So we believe, again, according to scripture, everything on earth is already God's. And everything on Mars, when we eventually get there, is already God's. So we're just giving back what he's already blessed us with. It'd be like this. Um, we live in the Charleston area. I actually live in Hanahan, Go Hawks, baby. Um, I, I'm actually not from Hanahan. I just act like it's the greatest place on earth. But housing prices are affordable, so you should move there. Um, anyways, back to Charleston area. It is a game changer when you get out on the water. It is a game changer when you get out on the water. So if you own a boat today, you're just extra blessed in the house. No, I'm kidding. I, um, I actually got two gray hairs now, so I think I'm wise. I have wisdom. Um, I've learned over my short uh, time here on earth that what's better than having a boat is having a friend with a boat. So uh, imagine this example. I come to my friend. I saw uh, my boy Barrett's in the house this morning. Imagine I came to Barrett. He actually probably doesn't have a boat, so don't go ask him for the boat after this example. Um, um, I came to him and said, hey, man, I want to take the girls out. I want to take my wife out on a boat ride next week. Uh, can I borrow it? He's like, sure, man. Like, just gas it up before you bring it back. Don't run it over the oyster beds. Like, just take care of it. I'm like, yeah, man, I got it. It's all good. And so me, Carly, the girls, we go out. We have an incredible time. Again, it's game changer to get on the water. And then when I go to take it back, you know, I, I go to give him the keys and you kind of like halfway give it so they don't know like, are you about to tell me something? Should I reach out and grab the keys? But I say, hey man, me and my wife have been praying about this. We want to give you this boat. We want to give you this boat. He'd look at me and be like, hey, what? Um, did you get sun poisoning? Like, what are, what are you talking about? No, man, we, we want to give it to you. He's like, no, you're, you're just returning it. And so when I say we get to return the tithes and offerings, I'm saying the Lord, if we take steps of faith, not huge leaps, just steps of faith, he wants to bless us when we can return what is already rightfully his. And I think that's where we miss it sometimes. Again, when we think generosity, our mind always goes to money. 
I think he wants to bless our family. He wants to bless our health. He wants to bless our relationships, our marriage, our ministry. Again, we believe God wants to do incredible things through you. He wants to bless you in that. So we have to step out in faith to return to him what is rightfully his, showing that our faith is completely in him. John 14, 27 says this, peace I leave with you. May peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your what? Your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Giving will do more to adjust your heart than any other action I know we can be involved in. You know, one of the many things I love about my wife, one, she's beautiful. Two, she's excellent with words. I call her a wordsmith. Um, I was sharing, you know, trying to get better at my sermon for today. And she asked me, hey, why adjust? Why adjust? Why not just change? I was like, uh, I didn't really think about that. That's a great question. Uh, but the more I thought about it is, again, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. And I believe giving, like if you look at a dial, it just turns it ever so slightly to make sure we're pointing true north, to make sure our hearts are fully after Jesus. That's what giving will do today. And so why does this matter to us? Why does this matter to us in the room, those watching online? I believe in a provision gospel. What is a provision gospel? God wants to bless us so that we can bless others. Again, that's different. That's different than a prosperity gospel. A prosperity gospel would say, hey, I'm gonna give to God so I can get get something. I'm gonna give so that I can get. I believe God wants us, wants to use us to be blessings to other people. And so today, as we think about giving, he doesn't necessarily wanna bless your giving. He wants to bless your giving with the right heart. Just as we read in verse 10, God says he will give seed to the sower. God wants every person to accept Jesus as his savior. So when you think about it, God is looking for people that he can bless to bless others. See, on one hand, we have a God over here that wants to help the poor. He wants to help the hurting, someone that was sick. He wants everyone to know Jesus. And on the other hand, we have people over here that are hurting, that may be addicted to things that we can't see. Maybe that their marriage is struggling. Maybe their kids are rebelling. rebelling. Maybe they're putting their hope and their heart in things that are not like Jesus, things of this world. And so in business terms, we have God over here who has all the supply. He has all the supply. And then over here, we have all the demand. And so have you ever thought about, and what I love about scripture, who's in the middle? What's in the middle? You are, I am, we are together. God wants to find someone that he can bless to bless others. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to funnel the resources to other people. He wants to use you in mighty ways. But we gotta take steps. We gotta take steps of faith so that he can trust us with the blessing, that it doesn't stop here, that it can go to others. And so finally, I'm almost done, I promise you. Uh, I wore my Nikes today. They're actually Air Jordans, but uh, Nike's a bigger brand. Just do it. Like, hey, after all this, what do you want me to do? Just do it, start somewhere. You gotta think giving and generosity is not always about money. You know, we, we say here, give of your time, talent, and treasure. You know, I can't think about prayer when you're praying for someone. I can't think about prayer without giving of your time. 
You know, I can't think about uh, witnessing, telling someone about Jesus, telling that friend, that family, that coworker without giving. I can't think about working on your marriage, taking a date night out, talking through the hard things, saying, babe, we're actually gonna make it through this without giving. I can't talk about what scripture says, raising up in a child the way he should go without taking time, without giving us something to invest in your children, to tell them about Jesus, to read scripture to them. I I can't think about using your gifts to serve the church and not only the church, the community around us without giving. So giving is so much more, but I would say you have to start somewhere. And for you this morning, that might be start tithing. That might be a small step of faith for you. Um, It might be, if you're already tithing, what it looks like to go above and beyond. Because the one thing I know is we serve a generous God and we can never outgive God this morning. And so as people of God, and God prompts you to give to others, even of your time and your talent, let's be people of God that do it. You know, remember after a message like this, we're all growing. We're all growing. My hope is you see this morning, we're all striving to become more and more like Jesus. But I want you to know this morning that you're a generous person because you're a new creation. Second Corinthians 17 says this, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So when we open a God's word that's based on truth, I want you to know today that you're a generous person You're a generous person. You're not a selfish person. You're a generous person because you are a new creation. So lastly, I would just encourage you to start being who God has made you to be. Would you pray with me this morning? Dear God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who offered the most generous gift we could ever receive. And that being generous is not something that we do. It's not an action, God, but it's a reflection of you. So God, I pray that through this word, through this message, you would just help empower us to be who you've created us to be. And for those in the room that came for the very first time, it might be your time to give the biggest gift that you've ever given in your entire life. And it's not your checkbook, it's giving your life to Jesus. It's saying, Jesus, yes, I wanna put you first. I wanna put you first in everything. I want to turn from my sins and I want to surrender my life to you this morning. And dear God, as we wrap up today, as we get to celebrate baptisms, God, as we get to see life change, God, I pray that we never get tired of it, that we always can see what you're doing is so much more than we can even ask or imagine, God. I thank you for using us. Thank you for using us that we can be channel of resources to help bless other people, God. So I just pray for this message. God, I pray that it just hits people where they're at. God, and that we will leave changed, ready to take on whatever you have for us. So we love you so much, Lord. And all God's people said, amen.